experiments, and scientific demonstrations. Both are examples of hands-on science activities. But how do you know which one is which? And how do you know which one to use? That's exactly what we're going to discuss in today's podcast. But I'll let you in on a little secret before we get started. The basic difference is that demonstrations are teacher-led and experiments are student-led. But there's so much more than that. And I'm going to give you a few tips and tricks so you'll know when to use demonstrations and when to use experiments. Hi, I'm Paige Hudson, and you're listening to Season 7 of the Tips for Homeschool Science Show, where we're breaking down those lofty ideals of science into how-to tips you can use in your homeschool. Let's dig in. As homeschoolers, we have lots of options for hands-on science. Things like nature study, observation, uh, STEM activities, making models, and doing scientific demonstrations and experiments. The last two are examples of two different types of scientific tests used in the educational setting. And many people use these two terms interchangeably. However, there is a difference between these two types of scientific tests. And both have their value at different times in our homeschool. So how do you tell the difference between scientific demonstrations and experiments? Well, simply put, scientific demonstrations are very teacher-directed, while experiments are much more student-led. So what does that mean for you when you're teaching science at home? Well, let's dig a little bit deeper into what these two scientific tests are, and then we'll wrap it up with knowing which one to choose to use in your homeschool. So... First up, a scientific demonstration. Well, a scientific demonstration is basically an explanation of a process that is illustrated through an example, which serves as proof or evidence of the scientific principles at work. In other words, a scientific demonstration allows the student to see the principles of science firsthand. So this is an opportunity for students to observe science happening. The teacher is introducing the student to the scientific method through modeling the process form during the demonstration. So we're going to talk about the subject. We're going to say what materials we're using. We're going to talk them through the procedure. We're going to talk them through what we're seeing in the results. And then we're going to talk them through the conclusion and why what we saw demonstrates a specific science principle or demonstrates a fact about science. So the student's job during a scientific demonstration is to observe what is happening, to absorb the information and store it away for later use. This doesn't mean that they can't guess at what's going on or at what they're going to see, and it doesn't mean that they can't participate in actually doing the demonstration, but it just means that their main role is to observe what's happening, to absorb the information, and to store it away for later use. The teacher is the driving force. So while the student may participate, the teacher remains the driving force behind this type of scientific test. So in a scientific demonstration, you will be doing the actual part of the experiment, the explaining, the sharing of the science, and the student will be watching and participating when possible. So what is an experiment? Officially an experiment, I should say, because an experiment is often used as a term to refer to any type of hands-on scientific test. 
But for the sake of this discussion, to define an experiment, it means a test or a trial done for the purpose of discovering something unknown or for validating a theoretical principle. So experiments always follow a pattern of discovery known as the scientific method. So if you remember about the scientific method, we're asking a question, we're guessing at what the answer will be, we're coming up with a way to test our answer to the question, and then we're actually doing that test, and then we're looking back at what we did in order to determine was our hypothesis or our educated guess correct. And if it wasn't, uh, then we're going to need to do some more testing. And if it was, then we've given an answer to that question. And further testing may be needed on down the line. But in the educational setting, experiments don't necessarily need to be as complicated as they would be in the professional lab setting. So in the educational setting, the student is the driving force behind the experiment, while the teacher is more of a mentor. So in this type of scientific test, the student is discovering a new aspect of science that was previously unknown to them. The student is testing what he thinks to be true based on his knowledge and the principles at work and learning what the real answer is through hands-on experience. So in other words, the student is learning a little bit about a subject and they are presented with a question. They give their educated guess, their hypothesis about what they think the answer to the question will be. And then they go through a set procedure or a set of directions for the experiment and they observe what happens and they record the results and then they draw a conclusion about their answer to the question that was posed in the experiment. The teacher in this situation is kind of hanging back and making sure that they're doing the right things, that they're reading the procedure, the directions, that the student has the materials they need, answering any questions that they have through the process. So in other words, with an experiment, this time around the student is the driving force and the teacher is there as a mentor or a guide. There's your subtle difference. In demonstrations, you are going to be the driving force behind the hands-on science activity. And with an experiment, your student is going to be the driving force behind the hands-on science activity. So how do you know if you should use a scientific demonstration or an experiment as your hands-on science activities in your homeschool? Well, scientific demonstrations are best used during the early elementary years because the younger student has virtually no scientific knowledge base. So it's very difficult for them to make an educated guess or hypothesis about the outcome of a scientific test. Remember, during the elementary years, we want to be filling their buckets with information. So these demonstrations where you are the driving force are really beneficial. So unlike the experiment, the scientific demonstration does not require the student to formulate a hypothesis. And the teacher demonstrates this type of scientific test. He or she guides the student through the process and spoon feeds the necessary information to the student, which means that the student is able to focus on learning the science that is happening right in front of him or her. So let me be clear in saying that younger students are completely capable of guessing the outcome of a scientific test. They can take a wild guess. There's no problem with that. However, there's a difference between a wild guess at what will happen and an educated guess. The educated guess, which is known as the hypothesis in the scientific method, requires that a scientist has at least a background knowledge of the principles at work in which they're trying to test. 
So, in other words, the scientist, using the scientific method, is taking a look at a new aspect of a scientific principle or testing to see if a theoretical principle holds true. And this means that this type of scientific test is not completely blind because the one using the scientific method to its fullest will seek to understand the science going on behind the test before guessing at the outcome. So we're thinking of these scientific demonstrations as more of a knowledge building tool than an exploratory tool. Does that make sense? So in other words, our students are learning from this type of hands-on science and building their scientific knowledge base. They're increasing their ability to make an educated guess at the outcome of a scientific test. So this is why as the student progresses through the middle and high school years, he or she can move from watching scientific demonstrations into actually doing the experiments on their own. As they expand their knowledge of scientific principles, students are more capable of being in charge of the scientific tests they are performing. So as your student ages, your role as a teacher shifts from this demonstrator and person in charge of hands-on science to more of a mentor or a supervisor of hands-on science activities. So during these experiments, you are watching over the student, you're making sure they follow the steps, you're making sure that you are maintaining a safe environment for the student to work in, and you're there to answer any questions that the student may have along the way. And honestly, this is really true about homeschooling in general. In the beginning, you are spoon feeding your children information, you are filling their knowledge takes, you're demonstrating things for them, you're showing them what to do. And as they learn more, they're taking on more responsibility of their education. And your role as a teacher or as a homeschool educator really shifts from this demonstrator and feeder of knowledge to a facilitator and a mentor of your student. That's exactly what we want to do because our end goal is to produce individuals who are capable of learning things on their own. So we really need to shift from that demonstrator to more of that mentor. And this is true when you consider your homeschool science plans for the hands-on aspect. So whether you choose to use a scientific demonstration or an experiment in your homeschool, will really largely depend upon the ages and abilities of your students. And I recommend that you perform scientific demonstrations during the elementary years and begin to shift towards using experiments in the middle school and high school years. And that seems to be the best way to really launch your students into further education. So I hope you understand the difference between scientific demonstrations that are more teacher-led and experiments that are more student-led. And now you know when to choose to use those two types of hands-on science activities within your homeschool. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great week playing with science. I am truly honored that you have chosen to allow me into your earbuds with the Tips for Homeschool Science show, and I would be remiss if I didn't tell you about our company, Elemental Science. It all started with me writing a science program for our own daughter, and my husband asking, if you're writing this for yourself, don't you think somebody else needs it? 
And that has developed into three lines of award-winning science programs that can help you teach the principles of science to your students at home. All of our programs are based on the three keys. So you'll be doing science, you'll be reading about science, and you'll be writing down what you've learned in a meaningful way. Come see how we make teaching science at home easy at elementalscience.com.